Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Um, I'm with my two brothers from India, uh, Pastor Michael Teddy and my brother Ashuk. Um, We are honored to be here as always. And I want to pick right on our, our last topic we left off with with church discipline, something that's not practiced. So we dealt with post um, uh, millennials. We dealt with, now we're dealing, then we dealt with church membership. Now we're dealing with church discipline. And we're trying to squeeze out a little time because uh, we want to talk about prayer. So we went from the end times, right, to um, church membership, church discipline, and maybe prayer. So, Pastor Michael, um, you were expounding on how church discipline, if I'm hearing you right, is a form of reconciliation. Is that, is that fair to say? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I think uh, if, you know, discipline is not a bad word. Disciplining is not a bad word. So church disciplining is a good thing. Um, uh, we all would like to be disciplined. Uh, and we we know the importance of having a good discipline and we know the importance of disciplining children. Discipline is meant to put things in order. It's, it's meant to set things right. It's meant to take that which is going wrong and fix it. Um, and church discipline, therefore, is a healthy mark of a local church. It is, an, it is something that as churches we must aspire to do. Now, like all things, just like there are there is bad parenting and bad disciplining uh, methods, of course, there are such things as bad church discipline, uh, which, you know, you, you find in many churches. But fundamentally, we need to understand that church discipline is not a bad thing. Again, it is a biblically mandated task of the church. It is meant to save, even when you read about you know, Paul talking about handing over Hymenaeus and Alexander to Satan uh, so that uh, th- through the pains that will come as, as, as a result of them being handed over, through the pain of the flesh, they might repent and come. The, the hope is always, like you said, reconciliation. But church discipline becomes a necessary means uh, towards that. Now, that doesn't mean that you will always end up with a reconciliation. It also means that you're going to lose people. It also means that people are going to walk away. Um, and so it really it really matters if for us to understand why church discipline is done. So we find the text to go to is Matthew 18. Right in, in Matthew 18, you find a specific pattern that Jesus talks about, where you have a brother uh, that you find in sin, you talk to him directly, 
Then you take a few witnesses with you. Still, he doesn't listen to you. And throughout that sequence, you're trying to win your brother, right? You're trying to win him, uh, but it doesn't happen. And you begin to see the situation escalate. Still, you tell it to the church and the church deals with him. And still, he does not repent. Still, he is not won. Then let him be to you as a tax collector, right? He is removed from your midst. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 5, 13, where Paul says, purge the evil person from among you or put away the evil person from among you. So, yes, church discipline is, an, is a means of reconciliation. It is a correction. It is meant to set things right, things that are going wrong, to help an individual be reconciled to the community of saints, be reconciled to God. Uh, but that doesn't mean everybody reconciles. You do find people who are unrepentant, unwilling to submit, and they go off and sadly so, breaking our hearts, uh, sometimes they walk away from the church. And that is a reality. So here's a question, um, uh, Pastor Michael, on that. Church discipline can also lead to disqualification, though, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, the the assumption that's often made is church discipline is something elders do to members. That's not true. Ah, that's everybody, a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. Right? Everybody in the church, including the senior pastor, is subject to church discipline if need be. And uh, you know, it, it's it's like uh, it's, it's like we said, the leader of the congregation, the elders, the ones who are leading the congregation must lead by example. If they want the people to submit themselves to church discipline, then the elders have to be people willing to submit themselves to such discipline. And which is why in our churches, we encourage plurality of leadership, right? We don't want the one-man army, the one ruler who gets to control everything. We don't want to do that. We want plurality of elders so that even the so-called senior pastor is accountable to his elders, is accountable to his members. And if he is living a life of sin and if he is, needs to be confronted, then the Bible gives all the rights to the members of the church to hold him accountable and discipline him. Um, you know, and so, yeah. Yeah, Ashok, um, in talking about this topic, I've had to minister it um, a couple of times, obviously, in ministry. And I just... Uh, for me, Ashuk, it just, it never worked. People, when they get confronted, it just never works out. They just wind up leaving. I, I just don't, I, 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 have you found that? I know, Ashuka, uh, you know, you and Michael, I mean, have you guys had to do, um, though, I mean, it just seems like it just doesn't work. Out. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, for me personally, Ashuk, but just your view on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, we always have those seasons where people come in and also we see people come out, uh, uh, leave the church as well when things get really serious, right? Uh, when we take discipleship serious, when we uh, uh, take walking closely with God serious uh, and all that. And I, I would say I myself have been, as a, a part of a church, been confronted multiple times. But not, well, not multiple times in that sense, but I can uh, remember from uh, when Mike would come have the uh, talk with me where he says, hey, brother, do you think this is right, what you're doing in this area of your life? So those confrontations, we do it all the time in uh, church. And many of us brothers learn from it. And uh, uh, it would be, see, as sinners, we are going to sin. That's that's a given. 
um and unless we are confronted unless our brothers are there with us we are not going to uh, be more trice like we are not going to be able to run this good race it is painful when people walk away and uh, we've had uh, people walk away with irrational reasons um just so that they can continue living in their way of sin everything and i think it does take a toll on the uh, uh, toll on us as well when we uh, uh, with them trying to work with them trying to encourage and trying to show them the scripture uh, but then um, they turn and walk away but yeah i think it's one of the pains of ministry as well that <laughs> it uh, comes along with it yeah i think yeah. too what pastor michael says it's biblical and and that's you know especially for the especially for the elders that stuff is not easy i mean cuz it's and i think people right away um they'll say well why are you judging me well the bible is clear that you judge inside the church you don't judge outside the church but you do i mean that's god's business but inside the church like so this kind of ties up with church membership you know because how can you judge somebody in the church in love if you don't know them um so these are good these are good topics that are not spoken about so i want to give pastor michael the last word on this and then i want to move to another topic in our last maybe 15 minutes um but i want to give pastor michael the last word on church discipline i want to move into another topic that's not um spoken about and that's prayer um but please pastor michael a uh, closing out on church discipline why you think it's important obviously we know it's biblical but um maybe an encouragement to other pastors and congregants and elders that are listening yeah uh, one of the things that i have learned in my short few years in the ministry in the pastorate is that um we always expect the best from people and we all we are always optimistic Uh, and and you know it's not easy to keep ourselves optimistic but uh it is true that not all who come in to the fold of the church are genuine people you know so they're not genuine what genuine people uh you have people coming from all sorts of backgrounds into the church so especially if your church is growing right you will find people who will appear christian who will appear faithful who will be involved in the different aspects of the church and you walk with them and you begin to be more involved in their lives only to find out that all of it was some kind of a charade right all of this was was a, a way of showing a christian life on the outside but inside in the homes or in their families or you know they're living a life of sin they're living a life of disobedience wow. people know how to sound christian people know how to look and appear christian but when we dig deep when we go beyond those layers we we you know people's people begin to show what they actually are what they actually believe the what their faith is when a church discipline or when a situation like this ends up with reconciliation when you win them it's a great joy but when you lose them it's a great sorrow but there is a certain joy even in that sorrow because it is important it is important in the life of the church that god approve those who are his and god reject those who are not his 
because when you have people disobedient to the word of God, disobedient to the Lord, living in a life of sin, the loving thing to do is to move them out. And because that is supposed to be a wake up call to them. You are not part of the community of the saints. And God expects that to be a function of the church. So we like to say the church is a messy place. Um, it was meant to be a messy place. It's not meant to be a place where, you know, only the best come in and they remain and everything goes well. Church is meant to be a place where you have all sorts of people come from all sorts of background. And amongst them, you have sheep and amongst them, you have goats. Amongst them, you have wolves in sheep's clothing. Right. And as as pastors, we are we move with optimism. We move with encouragement. We move in prayer. We move in hope. But if you're if you're as a pastor, if you're not anchored in prayer, if you're not anchored in the word of God, then you're going to really struggle with these situations because you're just thinking about growing the church and spreading the gospel and all of those things. And here you are stuck uh, trying to resolve a fight between you know, people. And, uh, and oftentimes it's a mess and oftentimes people end up leaving. And oftentimes when people leave, they end up taking a few people with them. Um, and so it, it, it requires for us to be anchored in the word of God and understand that the Lord is sovereign. And as much as he adds to our number, he will also take away. And all of that is going to work together for the good of the church. Praise the Lord. So we got about 13 minutes, uh, 12 minutes, switching gears. Good stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff we spoke about today, you don't really hear a lot. You know, this is none of its fluff. I mean, obviously, end times, we like talking about that. Now, we started off that way. Um, and then we moved into church membership, church discipline. And now another topic I want to ask Alshuk, how important is prayer? And, and then in the pastoral part, uh, Pastor Michael, um, what are some, I hate to say this, ways to pray? I mean, you know, is it a certain amount of time? I mean, do you like to, you know, maybe spend an hour with the Lord in the morning or is there, and again, I'm not looking for schedules. I'm not looking for, um, I'm not looking for legalism. I'm looking for biblical prayer in both your lives. I'll start with Ashuk. And, 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 you know, I'm, and nobody's going to say, hey, if Ashuk says he prays for an hour in the morning, we're not looking, he's not looking for, we just, we just, we just want to be, I want some practical ideas of what your prayer lives look like. One is a pastor and one is um, soon to be when he gets married an elder, uh, Ashuk. So we'll start with Mr. Ashuk on that. Yeah. Uh, pastor, when we planted the church five years ago, it was uh, just a Young bunch of young people, um, none of them married at that point. In fact, and uh, all we knew that we should do was do expository preaching. Um, if we have been sustained as a church for all these years, long five years, it is solely because of prayers. And I do not even mean uh, just uh, Mike's prayers or my prayer, but many people who have stepped in and uh, prayed a lot for us. That uh, Lord would keep us. Lord would. Uh, and and we have had testimonies of god's providence and uh, all because of prayer and we see in uh, ephesians also that uh, our fight the race that we are running the fight that we have in front of us is not a fight that is uh, of uh, of flesh and blood 
but it is a spiritual warfare and the uh, the war that uh, paul goes on to explain there is finally praying in the spirit that's what we are supposed to do so we can't do anything apart from christ as it is said in john 14 and what we do in christ is we uh, wage war against principalities of darkness and uh, we cannot do that without prayer we can't do anything without prayer so um uh, as to the I, i think mike would be explaining further more on his disciplines as to how and uh, how we arrange our prayers and everything but i think as a church uh, we have been uh, we are indebted to prayer more than anything because of prayer warriors in our midst who have uh, actually um, uh, who we know people uh, um, who pray for the church seven times a day wow so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um discipline prayer discipline pastor michael do you spend time with the lord first thing in the morning is there certain times you have a regiment or is it not the same every day um i just I, i'm interested in those things i like to hear those things yeah um yeah so i i think uh, uh, you know there are multiple ways of answering that one is i do think there should be a regiment there should be some kind of um a plan um there should be some kind of an intentionality behind the approach of praying you know i love it when if you if you actually go through the psalms and you look at the number of times that the psalmist refers to uh, praying in the morning it's very interesting you find it in a lot of places in the bible yeah yeah right in fact there are places where the psalmist says i awaken the dawn in my prayer with my prayer right and so i think it's important for us to uh, understand that there is a certain uh, emphasis that we find throughout the scripture in in having a proper regimen of prayer so here's probably how i'd put it i think it's important um here's the ideal i'll give you the ideal plan which i i don't meet every day the same way uh, i must confess but the ideal plan is you must pray in the morning you must pray in the afternoon you must pray in the night and however else you might arrange that uh, i always like to approach it with a plan so often when we sit down to pray we have not thought about what we are going to pray about it is so interesting you know if i'm going to meet ashok Over, over over some coffee over some tea oftentimes my mind has already thought out the kind of things i want to talk to him about i've already planned it in my mind there's always an intention behind every meeting and um, one of the things that has helped me the most is i come with that intention so early morning if i am praying then there are a specific set of things i want to pray for and i know what i'm praying for in the afternoon uh if i'm spending time in prayer i usually tend to write down my prayer now i don't know a lot of people who do that but i have found it really effective if i am you know open my notebook or my journal and i write down my prayer uh, instead of just verbally saying it because in the afternoon i am sleepy in the afternoon i tend to doze off if i'm just sitting with an open book so i tend to write down my prayers in the afternoon and my afternoons usually tend to be just prayers of worship praise i'm not praying for specific topics i'm not right giving prayer requests i'm just worshiping so i write down what i think about god i write to him so to speak and in the evening very in the night very very interesting very good right and and in the night when i go to sleep 
then the nighttime prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving and also a prayer of plan. I like planning in the night, not so much in the morning. So in the night, I've got a plan for, you know, I, I want to thank the Lord for the day, but I want to plan out for what is to come, what is to happen. And so my night prayers tend to be the longest. So early, so that's that's the ideal kind of definition of, I mean, or the regime that I have in my mind. Now, the reason it helps is, yeah, you, you might fail at this and it has to become a consistent discipline. But what I've found is uh, the more you pursue consistency, it is true you might fail, but it becomes less true that you will fail all three times. You might fail one of those times, but you kind of build up a consistency where through the day, one of those prayers begins to happen. But just, and, and, and I know people might not have the same regime or apply the same regime. I'm just talking about what helps me. Um, and uh, I think I, I need the Lord in the morning because I can't face the day without him. And I need the Lord in the afternoon because I'm worn out by the afternoon. I've spent the day doing so much. I need his strength to carry on. Mm. And at the end of the day, I need to pray before I go to bed. And I, in, in, in hopes, praying for a, for tomorrow to have the strength to do all that he wants me to do. So I, I feel like I'm living and walking with him when I do that. And it's funny, Ashuk, and we got about four minutes. I'm the complete opposite. So my uh, prayer posture in the morning is that's my long time, you know, the morning, you know, um, afternoon. Yes, I'm in the church. So sometimes I just need to get into the sanctuary. And then at night I have um, the prayers of the pilgrims and I kind of, um, look at that. So I'm not kind of the complete opposite of Michael, but still, um, it's kind of just, it's kind of the same, but just different, different, um, different order, you know, uh, Pastor Michael. Yeah. Um, so as you, we got about three minutes, um, and I want, you know, just, uh, how do you approach prayer? And, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, We'll close the show out. Yeah. So one of the things that I've uh, started doing recently, this has been a change in the way I uh, study, uh, read the. Uh, so, uh, so when I do my meditations, I pray through the Bible, the portion that I'm taking. So this is uh, something uh, that was um, praying through the Bible is. Uh, if you're familiar with a, a professor named uh, Donald Whitney, uh, I think that's what, yes. what his name. Is. Yes, yes. So he wrote this book called Praying Through the Bible and it's been a great balm to my soul. It has been very useful to me. So I pray through a psalm. I pray through the portion of the text that I um, study that particular day. Not study, I read through. So I read through long portions of scripture. So today I read through, I think, Galatians 3 to 6. I went all the way. So, uh, so I pick long portions that way and uh, this happens from morning if i i just continue where i stopped in the morning in the evening if i am able uh, if uh, so how much ever day, times a day i am doing i just pick up from where i left um and i like doing that uh, um, instead of uh, taking small portions of uh, unless i'm intentionally studying a portion of the scripture if for meditation i actually at this point there are, now that i've read through the new testament a few times I like taking a, a reading through an entire Philippines or so reading through entire Galatians. I have found it to be um, very useful. And then I pray through it as I do it. So that's one of the things that I do. And I use Valley of Vision. 
value of vision is a puritan prayer book that's and me i got i got it a little black book i do it at night that's my thing it's excellent and uh, sometimes it's scary to pray those prayers oh it's because of, it's crazy um the stakes are very high and um, yeah yeah so uh, that is another thing that you use and then yeah again i pray through psalms as well uh and i think christians should pray through psalms because here is god uh putting prayers and um worship songs within the bible 150 of them for us to pray and sing so i think it's uh, we ought to pray and sing it and uh, the thing about praying the scripture is it makes us pray pray in ways that we will not usually um and uh, the our prayer language is not limited to just the way we think about things around us but it kind of gets shaped along the lines of how god intends it to be because we are praying yeah. the scripture so yeah and and okay. so we got about 30 so one thing i do want to say man this was an honor man it was good to get to back together um and i think uh uh pastor michael said something really interesting he spends his his and i do i write uh prayers out too um but he spends his afternoon writing out just prayers of thanksgiving and i think we're just so and i think that's a i think just to end up on that note and I got to close like in a, a two seconds, really. But man, we need to be all thankful for the king of the universe who's given us everything and things that we, everything really that we don't deserve. So, man, it's an honor with you guys. A lot of topics, a lot of subjects, good subjects. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here on Street Talk Theology. We take theology and bring it to the streets. God bless and keep in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.